Well, hey everybody, I'm Adam Shell, the pastor at Melbourne Heights, and welcome to our sermon podcast. Now, right now at Melbourne Heights, we are in the middle of a sermon series where we're talking about how we can find a rhythm for our lives. And let's just be honest here. All of our lives can feel a little bit hectic and chaotic and just busy from time to time. But that's not the way that God wants us to live. God wants us to have a rhythm for our lives where we can have peace. So during this series, we're exploring three areas of our lives and talking about how we can find rhythm in each of them. So in our last episode, we talked about work. And this week, we're going to be talking about how we can find that rhythm when it comes to our rest. Now, for a lot of us, when we think about rest, we think it's about lounging around on the couch all, all day long while we scroll through social media or binge watch something on Netflix. But that's not exactly what rest means. Rest is about rejuvenating our body, our mind, and our spirit so that we can live out God's purpose for our lives. But how do we do that? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about in this episode. So let me turn it over to Joel Noland, and let's listen to this week's sermon. So last week, we started a new series about finding rhythm in our lives. And it's important to find this rhythm because it's what keeps our life in balance and what keeps our focus on what matters most. Now, last week, I got to show off a little bit by juggling some balls. Sorry, I don't have them here with me today. You just have to wait till next week. But uh, it helped me to give an illustration of what that rhythm can look like and what happens when that rhythm gets off even just a little bit. So this morning, we're going to be talking about the thing that I struggle with most when trying to find rhythm in my life. And what I struggle with the most is rest. Now, I know I'm not the only one, but I'm the kind of person who always wants to be in motion, always wants to be doing something, especially when I know that there are tasks or projects that need to be done. So when I'm not busy doing something, I feel like when I'm standing still, that I'm not doing what I should be, that I'm not doing enough. And it's hard for me to stand in park and just rest, or at least what I thought it meant to rest. I had this notion that rest meant to lay around and do nothing all day, that rest was the same as sleeping in or taking a midday nap. Not that I don't do those things, but uh, it was more of the idea of rest was being lazy rather than just using that time to rest productively. But what I've discovered and what I've learned over the the course of trying to figure out these sermons for this series is that rest can be anything that rejuvenates your mind, your body, and your spirit. The rest can be anything that rejuvenates your mind, your body, and your spirit. And rest takes us away from the busyness of the week and lets us not worry about what needs to be done or what is waiting for us on work on Monday. Rest is simply a change of pace and doing things that helps to recharge your batteries. And God shows us how important it is to to get a recharge every once in a while when God Himself actually rests after He created the heavens and the earth and everything in them. After God created the heavens and the earth and everything in them, God created the Sabbath. A time to rest. Genesis chapter 2 tells us about this. So, real quick, read with me in chapter 2, starting in verse 2. And here's what that says. By the seventh day, God completed His work that He had done. And He rested on the seventh day from all of His work that He had done. God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy, for on it He rested from His work of creation. See, God rested. 
but he didn't just lounge around all day. He actually took the time to declare the Sabbath holy, and he made it special for us to be able to get away from the work of the week. And when we look at all that we do throughout the week, we come to the realization that our body needs rest. Our bodies are just like a battery that is being worn down through the week. For those of you who have kids, you understand what that means when you're changing batteries out of your kids' toys uh, every couple of days because they play with them so much. My daughter actually has a stuffed Sky nightlight uh, from Paw Patrol. Now, if you don't know who Sky is, she is one of the five main pups in this Nickelodeon show called Paw Patrol. It's about five pups with different talents going out and saving the day. Sky is the, the female of the group and the pilot who can take her little helicopter to rescue a kitty out of a tree or uh, to help some kids off of a cliff and coming in to save the day. And my daughter's stuffed sky projects stars on her ceiling for a nightlight. And it eats batteries like I drink Dr. Pepper. And if you don't know me, I drink Dr. Pepper like a kid who has free reign in a candy store and everything is free. Uh, I do it a lot. But anyway, every night as part of her bedtime routine, we actually take that sky nightlight and we change out her batteries every night so that new ones uh, can be put in so they will last the night. And yes, we were smart enough to buy rechargeable batteries for this. But the, the thing is, is that we would go in, we would take these batteries out, plug them on the charger for the next day, and put new ones in so that when inevitably she forgets to turn off her nightlight in the morning, she still has a nightlight through the night for when if she wakes up in the middle of the night, there are still stars that she can see and light that she has as well. But our bodies work the same way as those batteries. We only have so much to give before our body just begins to shut down. Now, I said it a minute ago that I struggle with the aspect of, uh, or with just struggling with rest and that aspect of rest and creating rhythm in our life. And there are nights when I am up until 2 a.m. because of some brilliant idea that I have for one of my devotionals on Wednesday nights or uh, because I'm learning about or researching something from our tech that we use here or uh, I'm just not tired and I stay up playing video games all night and I forget to give myself that time to rest. But if I have enough of those nights in a row, then my body just eventually crashes. It gets to a point where I will look at my wife and I'll say at 7 o'clock at night, I'm going to bed when the kids go to bed tonight. Good luck. So, uh, But it, my body just kind of gives out because I didn't take the time to recharge my own batteries to be able to uh, <clears throat> help the way that I should be in everything. But the Sabbath and the idea of rest can also be taken too seriously. There are countless stories that we encounter in the Gospels uh, against Jesus and the Pharisees where they look at what Jesus is doing on the Sabbath and they call it work. And we're going to be looking at uh, one of those stories today. Now the story that we're going to be looking at today is from Mark chapter 2. And the book of Mark is one of our four Gospels that we learn about. Um, but Mark's stories kind of highlight a lot of the run-ins that Jesus has with the Pharisees and the answers that Jesus gives them. And this passage is no different. So, uh, starting in chapter 2, we'll be in verse 23, and here's what that says. On the Sabbath, he was going through the grain fields, and his disciples began to make their way, picking some heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? 
He said to them, Have you never read what David and those who were with him did when he was in need and hungry? How he entered the house of God in the time of Abiathar, the high priest, and ate the sacred bread, which is not lawful for anyone to eat except for the priest, and also gave some to his companions. Then he told them, The Sabbath was made for man, not the man for Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. I really enjoy reading these stories of uh, the the run-ins between the Pharisees and Jesus. Not only because Jesus makes the Pharisees look silly almost every time, but because there is clarity in the behavior that Jesus exhibits in what he explains. I mean, if we just had that first verse of this with no context, then it would be difficult to see why this was important. But we have to remember that Jesus and his disciples were also travelers at the time. They owned no land, nor did they have a home to go to. And it wasn't unheard of of travelers to go into the fields and pick out the grains that they needed to eat for, to feed themselves. Jesus and the disciples were hungry, so they picked out their food. And they were only going to be taking enough to either eat the grains that they picked or to turn those grains into bread a little later on that day. The Pharisees saw that as work. They were so wrapped up in the literal idea of doing nothing that they ignored the common sense of what Jesus and his disciples were doing. And it's not the only time that something like this happens on the Sabbath. In the book of Luke, the Pharisees are upset that Jesus heals someone on the Sabbath. I mean, you have to be pretty set in your ways to be angry at somebody for healing another person on a day that you're supposed to be resting. But that's exactly what the Pharisees do. Jesus heals a man and, and creates a better life for this guy. And the Pharisees aren't upset of that. They're upset of, oh, you did work on the Sabbath. But Jesus' response and how he challenges him kind of puts it in perspective of how ridiculous this really is. And he hits them with a simple question. And basically, I'm paraphrasing here, but if your son or ox fell in a well, would you just wait until tomorrow? I mean, that's kind of what Jesus asked them. And I mean, you have to think about that question for a second. If you were so hung up on doing nothing on the Sabbath, then technically you should be answering that uh, you're going to wait until tomorrow. So if that's the case, uh, sorry son, it's the Sabbath, there, there's nothing I can do, uh, we'll toss some food down to you a little later. Kind of ridiculous, right? I mean, it would be absurd to wait. Because who knows if that person is hurt or in trouble. So no, you wouldn't wait until tomorrow. You would jump to the occasion. You would gather some of your friends and some rope. And you would do everything you can to pull your child out of that well uh, that they fell into. And if you were in that time, you'd do the same thing for your ox. I mean, that ox is your livelihood that just took a nosedive into the well just to get some water. And without that ox, who's going to plow your fields? Who's going to help you pull your cart of goods to market so you can sell them and make a living? Surely if the ox dies down there, you're not going to be able to afford another one. In that area, you were probably poor enough that you were lucky to have an ox in the first place. So instead of letting this ox sit down there for a night so that you can do it on a day that's not the Sabbath, you, you jump to it. You hop uh, and you save them, regardless if you are not supposed to work on the Sabbath. 
I mean, it's stories like these where I really wonder sometimes if the Pharisees actually had any common sense back then, or if they were just so blinded by the law that they could see no other way. But the Sabbath wasn't created for us to do nothing. Rest, it has a purpose. The Sabbath was created so that we could have a day of rest. And it's a day of rest that we should be taking every time. That also doesn't mean that the Sabbath is on the same day for anyone, or everyone as well. I mean, especially in today's world where work schedules are so crazy when we're trying to figure out where our weekends fall in the week, or even with our kids' schedules where we're doing different activities almost every day of the week as well. And that makes it hard to find a time of rest, but it's still important that we do. And it has to be something that helps rejuvenate us and get us ready for the next round of working or whatever we're up to. To be honest, for me, my rest actually comes from building things. It gets my mind off the stresses of the world around me, and it doesn't really matter what I'm building. It could be shelves in my garage or uh, fixing toys for my kids or even building things with my Legos. And sometimes it's even building things online uh, with either Minecraft or another building program, but mostly Minecraft with that. Um, and others have their ways of resting as well. My wife and uh, Elizabeth, my son Patrick, they like to read. Others play video games, and even some still do something more active, like play golf or a different sport that can help take their mind off of the world around them. And for me, the action of creating something new through my building actually helps me to escape the world around me and lets my mind rest and become renewed for the next week. This is especially important for me uh, a couple of months ago when my son Patrick was still in school. Working with him in his online class was draining for both him and myself mentally, and we just needed a break. It was a pain. But the weekend was to come, and... We would do things that got our minds off school and our faces out of screens. And we let ourselves rest and enjoy the activities of the weekend. And rest is more than just renewing your mind through activities. It also requires stilling your mind and spending some of that time with God as well. We can find countless passages in the Bible that echo this sentiment. Psalm 46.10 tells us to be still and know that I am God. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. In fact, if you look it up on BibleGateway.com, the word rest shows up 603 times. And all of these point to letting yourself rest and be renewed in spirit as well as mind and your body. For it's in that stillness that we find in focusing on God that we can actually hear God most clearly. Let's look at another passage this morning real quick. And this time, we're going to be in the book of Luke again, uh, which is another one of those four Gospels. But uh, this time we're going to be reading about a story where that you've probably heard several times. But it's where Jesus goes uh, to visit two women. And the decisions that they make regarding Jesus and the disciples is what we're kind of looking at. So we'll read in chapter 10, starting in verse 38. And here is what that says. While they were traveling, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who was also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks 
And she came up and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So tell her to give me a hand. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice, and it will not be taken away from her. See, Martha got distracted by the work that she saw needed to be done. And she wasn't wrong in doing it according to their customs back then. But Jesus flips the script on her, and it says it was Mary who actually had it right. Mary, who was sitting at the feet of Jesus doing nothing but listening to Him and taking in what He had to say. And that becomes part of our rest. Listening to the Word of God and taking in uh, what is written in His book. We find our rest in God. Along with the idea that we need to be listening to God, we also need to be talking to Him. Some of our biggest burdens and our biggest weights on our spirit are the things that we do wrong and we mess up with. And talking to God can help release that burden. By the way, that's called forgiveness there. But it's more than just asking for forgiveness in that to release those burdens. It's also taking our problems and our triumphs to Him as well. It's spending time talking to God like you and I would talk on, on a normal conversation. <clears throat> and it's the opportunity to share your life with God. And God wants to hear from you. Does He already know what's going on in your life? Yeah. But He gets excited and He loves to hear the excitement in your voice when you're praising Him and you're bringing good stuff to Him. And He cries with you when you bring the devastating things of your life to Him as well. But see, God wants you to come and find rest in Him so that your spirit can be renewed. And it becomes an important part of creating balance in your life. Rest allows us to put our all in the other areas of our life. It allows us to be at 100% for our work and to be able to tackle whatever comes our way. And we can make worship part of our rest as well. I mean, this is where the rhythm of these three items of work and rest and worship come in together, is that we can find worship in resting. In resting, we can finally have time to recharge our batteries uh, in our body, in our mind, in our spirit, and we're able to focus on God completely in all the things that we do. Because ultimately, that's what living as a Christian is all about anyway. Focusing on God and following Him through our life, in our work, in our rest, and in our worship. Let's pray. Father, thank You for Your gift of the Sabbath so that we can find rest in You. Remind us that we all need to take some time away from the busyness of our lives to, to rest our mind, our body, and our spirit so that we can be rejuvenated and be ready to continue doing Your work in this world. Remind us that rest is an action and it's not just being lazy, but remind us that we can find our rest in You. Thank You, Father, for all the support that You give us every day to help us keep moving forward. For it's Your name we pray. Amen.
Well, hey, it's Adam again, and I just want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of our sermon podcast. And I hope that today's episode has helped you think a little bit more about how you get rest, because rest is important to all of us. Now, next week, we're going to be finishing up this series of sermons, and we're going to be thinking about how we can find a rhythm when it comes to our worship. So we hope that you'll join us when that next episode drops next Tuesday morning. As always, if you subscribe to our podcast, it'll be sent straight to your favorite podcasting app. And while you're there, make sure that you leave us a review and a rating to help spread the word of this podcast to other people. And also remember that you can join us live every Sunday morning for worship at mhbclouisville.com slash live at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. We would love to have you with us. Well, until next week, I hope that you guys have a great week, and we'll see you back here soon for another Sermon Podcast.